Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it's coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust loan options in real time, Rocket can. It'll be the first NBA Finals without LeBron James or Steph Curry since 2010. The first NBA Finals without LeBron Curry, Kobe Duncan, or Shaq since 1998. I don't know if it's fully a changing of the guard, you know, all turn the page completely yet because the Lakers, if they're healthy next year, could be right back there, right? Um, LeBron and AD, that the Warriors could get Klay Thompson back and add to their roster and be back there. But there is a new era, you know, emerging in a sense in front of us. And for the first time in a long time, I think, one, the title of best player in the league is up for grabs. You know, I can no longer confidently say LeBron is the best player in the league given, you know, how he looked after that ankle injury and, and where he's at age-wise going into next season. So that spot could be claimed. Kawhi Leonard put in a claim for it last night. Luka Doncic has put a claim in for it this series. Uh, Nikola Jokic put a claim in for it all season. Giannis has put a claim in for it the last couple of years. Kevin Durant has put a claim in for it for a while now. And James Harden has put a claim in for it as well with his play in Brooklyn. Who do you think is the best player in the NBA? 855-212-4227. And, you know, will the NBA miss LeBron and company? Uh, to a certain extent, yeah, right? Like, Le- LeBron is a needle mover. Of course. He, he's the greatest player of all time, or, or right there, depending on how you look at it. And missing him from that aspect will, will, will happen, for sure. Um, but there's also a little bit of a toxic discourse when it comes to LeBron at times, that won't be there. That, that you know, that cloud won't be over the NBA. We were trying to get to the bottom of why that is a little earlier in the show, but it won't be there without LeBron. And, you know, over the years, I've heard a lot of people complain about, you know, the same teams always winning or, you know, not, not everybody having a chance. Well, I don't know if everybody's got a chance because the Brooklyn Nets exist, but it's certainly wide open beyond that. And the Bucks, a lot of people are giving the Bucks a chance in that series against the Nets. I believe the winner of that series will win the title. I believe it will be Brooklyn who wins the title. But if you look out west, every team that's left in the west, I would give a shot to make it to the NBA Finals. And if you look out east, as much as Brooklyn is a beast, the Sixers and the Bucks were right at the top of the league all season as well. Three of the top teams in the NBA were in the east. And the Hawks have emerged as an interesting team as well. So, I mean, you've had new stars step up this postseason. Trey Young had his coming out moment against the Knicks and Knicks fans at Madison Square Garden. Obviously, again, what Luka's doing at just 22 years old. 
Jokic, you know, punctuating that MVP season. There's a, a lot to be excited about, I think, with the NBA, even if there's not necessarily a LeBron. And, you know, the, the big market stuff comes up in the NBA more than any other sport. It's strange because the NFL, maybe it's because the NBA is a superstar-driven sport, but you never hear the NFL would never say, oh, man, Kansas City against Green Bay, the league's in trouble because there's no big market because he would have Patrick Holmes <laughs> against, you know, Aaron Rodgers. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Dylan in St. Louis. Dylan, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Dylan? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I was uh I was calling for about the last uh the last thing you guys had about the spin rate on the baseballs. Sure, go ahead. So I I just think it's it's bold that all these pitchers are using that because I know with the pitching with the last five years how it's just dominating everybody. I think it's like it's changing the game in the in the worst way. And we need to get back to more offense because what does everyone want to see when they go to a baseball game? They want to see exciting plays, home runs, you know, hits in the gap, and we're just not getting that anywhere. And I, I just think that they need to do a big investigation on it and, and punish the pitchers who are using those substances. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to crack down hard, and, and thanks for the call. I, I don't know how exactly you do it because it's so rampant, and that's one of the reasons that the crackdown hasn't come. They've looked the other way because it is so rampant. Again, managers aren't, like, calling it for other teams because they know their own team is guilty of the same thing. So baseball is going to have to come down harsh on it and just try to eliminate it from the game completely. Jim Foltz tweets in, we'll have to adjust the Mendoza line. These days players would love to hit 200, bring on the Carpenter line, uh, Matt Carpenter actually at three one fifty seven, but he said um, one one fifty being the, the Carpenter line. Uh, you know, I, I saw what was the stat the other day. Um, Ryan Rucco, who, who's a, a good friend of mine and and does play by play for for the NBA, but um, the Yankees as well. He sent me a, um, a stat about Dave Kingman. You know, he's in the day back in the day. Apparently, like Dave Kingman was the example people would use to say you don't want to hit like this guy where it's just the the home run or the strikeout and nowadays the 2021 MLB averages are exactly aligned with Dave Kingman's career statistics uh the batting average for Kingman was 236 2021 MLB is 237 lowest in history strikeout percentage for Dave Kingman it was 24.4 for MLB right now is 24.1. And the TTO percentage, which is the percentage of plate appearances that result in the three true outcomes, a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. For Dave Kingman, that was 38.6%. For Major League Baseball, it's 36% right now. So over a third of all at bats in baseball now result in a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. Over a third. You know, 36%. That's that's a high number. Especially when you're factoring in that it's coming at the same time as the lowest batting average in history. So, the you know, over a third of the time, you're seeing a play with one result. It's either flying out of the park, it's a strikeout, or a walk. And then much of the other time, you're just seeing outs. 
of other kinds, uh, you're not seeing action. And that's why I was asking if, you know, it was a legitimate crisis for baseball right now at 855-212-4227. I mean, you've had some of these other positive stories that, that have come up. Again, Tatis, every time I see him mentioned, there's a level of excitement, uh, whether people like him looking at home runs or not. Uh, Shohei Otani and, and what he's been able to do this season, basically being unprecedented to, to be able to hit at the level he's, he's hitting at and pitch at the level he's hitting at. But those are, those are the exceptions, right? I mean, throughout the, the sport right now, um, the offense is anemic. And the action is non-existent. And I would have to say, if that doesn't turn around, you'd have to consider it a crisis. Not to bash baseball again. I'm hearing it from, um, I'm hearing it from people who are lifelong baseball fans now. Like Anthony, you're a good example. You're, is is baseball your favorite sport? Yeah. And you were why don't you share again? Like you you are having trouble watching your favorite sport. Yeah, like you know, uh, as as a Mets fan, I'm able to watch you know every single Mets game. But like as a baseball, I used to be able to just watch any old baseball game, no matter you know if the Mets were involved or not. You know, Sunday night baseball, all that stuff. But yeah, the past couple of years, I found it harder to be able to sit down and, and now watch a game where my my favorite team's not participating in it. Because again, just yeah, I mean, just the lack of action. You know, uh, you, you like to see those doubles, triples, stolen bases, and uh, you know, you, you don't get any of that. It's uh, it's either home run or bust, and you know, replay has hurt it in, in some ways. You know, because like in the you know, there's you know, there's been some like bang bang plays and with uh, with runners, um, you know, attempting to steal a base, and uh, you know, they and they wind up going to replay, and then they wind up getting called out after the fact after. They were granted the stolen base, and I mean, I, I guess you, yeah, I guess you want to get the call right, but at the same time, you know, I, I feel like things like that they even further discourage a lot of these guys from attempting to steal, uh, which I've always found to be an exciting part of the game. But again, you know, you don't see the stolen bases much. You know, the doubles, triples, I always thought that was exciting, you know, watching the runners and, you know, the the, the, the helmets flying off their heads. You know, Jose Reyes back in the day with the Mets. It was always like, a, that was like one of my favorite things, to watch him hit a triple at Shea Stadium uh, and him fly around those bases. And again, it just, it's it's a home run or bust. And, you know, I don't, again, this, this is something that just, it, it, this comes from the top of these organizations. So, you know, unless these organizations decide to uh, change the philosophy, uh, you know, it's not going to be changing anytime soon. Well, you know, it's a combination of things. I think it, it is that to a degree. Like, um, you know, the the home run is the best. And again, and also, outcome. and and also, give credit to the pitchers as well. You know, these pitchers have gotten better. Obviously, you know, there's well, more, and they're t- cheating. Yeah, well, th- yeah, that too, <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cheating. again, you know, there's also uh, more tape and things for them to study. Uh, and uh, and listen, and from the batter's uh, perspective, you know. You have all these specialized pitchers now coming out of the bullpen. I mean, you know, you could have a guy come up three, four times in a game, and he could face three or four different, different pitchers. Yeah, so, because they, can, you yeah, know, I mean, that, maybe that's yeah. a a rule change they consider is limiting how many you know uh, pitching changes you could make or something like that because it does happen. Guys are coming in fresh after fresh after fresh after fresh after fresh after fresh, and that's tough. Uh, you know, and, and <laughs> the the. The pitching is inarguably, I think, better than it's ever been. 
I don't think you can make the case any other way. Uh, that that is is tough. That is is tough to deal with, especially when they're they're cheating, which is part of the reason they're better than they're. But they're throwing harder than they've ever been. They're throwing harder than ever, and the ball has more movement than ever. That's a bad combination for hitters, especially when hitters have been taught to approach for the best possible outcome. Meaning, they're trying. You know, it, it's. I guess the way I would put it is, if the the goal of the pitcher is to miss bats. If that's what they're they're trying to to teach pitchers, miss bats, right? Not not put it in the strike zone, not get the ball, but just miss bats. And it's tough for the batter to make contact. Then, what is the batter trying to do? The batter is trying to maximize each bit of contact, and you know, therefore, when they do get the contact, hoping that they get the best possible outcome, which is the home run. But when you're swinging for the fences, you're also much more likely to swing and miss. And all these things are just piling on top of each other. But I, I did find the, the the Sports Illustrated story. Check it out if you haven't. Um, the new steroids. Uh, eye-opening. Because I had known that, that the ball was being doctored. I, I knew that. But I, I didn't um, realize how prevalent it was. And, and more importantly, I didn't realize how effective effective it was you know because you kind of see that and you say "Eh, whatever everybody's doing it all right everybody's doing it but it's working for everybody so what now and that was what stood out to me about it is how effective it's been the 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 doctoring of the balls the 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 substances that pitchers are using and and it's making them essentially unhittable because of the the spin that they're they're able to get on the, the the baseball it is the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Shifting gears back to the NBA. Big series tonight. I'll be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. I wanted to be there in person. The Nets and the Bucks. I think that series will determine who wins the NBA championship. I think those are the two best teams uh, remaining in the playoffs. Could be wrong. The West is wide open. You know, that the Clippers forced a game seven last night against the Mavericks. What a game that was. What a series that has been. Kawhi Leonard with an all-time performance yesterday. That was an all-time performance he had yesterday. Just a, a machine, the way he was able to knock down some of those shots, which sets up a Kawhi versus Luka matchup in Game 7 tomorrow. That's about as good as it gets. You know, those are two of those guys. When I'm saying the, the best player in the NBA title is up for grabs again for the first time in a long time because LeBron, I, I can't confidently say, is the best player in the game. I mean, those are two of the, the people vying for it. Kawhi against Luka head-to-head. I mean, the other guys, I think, in that conversation are, are Nikola Jokic uh, in Denver. I think you have to put Giannis in that conversation. I think you have to put Durant and Harden in that conversation. Those are the guys still playing who I, I put in that conversation. In fact, to, to me, the best player in the league right now is James Harden. Uh, the, his ability to, to impact the entire game. But it's hard to argue against any of those guys I just mentioned. And despite the the fact that LeBron's not there and Steph's not there, I think the NBA's in good shape the remainder of these playoffs. It's not like there aren't good storylines. It's not like there aren't good teams. It's not like there aren't still superstar players. And some of it's a little fresh. I mean, even if you hate the way the Brooklyn Nets came together, it's the first year of them. It's not old hat. It's not their third championship in a row. You're still seeing if they can actually get it done. You know, Giannis decided to stay in Milwaukee 
What a story would that be if he could get it done? Chris Paul looking for his first championship. The Suns just, you know, beat the Lakers. That's a great story. I mean, there, there's a lot to like, I think, about, you know, the remainder uh, of this NBA playoffs, even if we don't get to talk about LeBron ad nauseum. I mean, this might be the last show we talk about LeBron. You know, I'm sure it'll get mentioned, but, you know, as a subject in a while. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Delve a little further into the NBA playoffs and who might win the West and who's going to win that series between the Bucks and the Nets coming up next. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. You know, uh, the shop, LeBron show on HBO, Jay-Z was on it the last episode, and it's the first time I've heard him address the fact that he wrote this song. Uh, you know, that's a well-known fact, you know, in, in hip-hop circles, music circles, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, if you're in the album credits, you go to the album credits, you can see his name there. But I'd never actually heard him address it. And uh, Maverick Carter asked him about it because they were joking. You know, LeBron had just talked about how he's, he's going to go do Space Jam. They asked him about writing for Bugs Bunny first because Jay-Z also wrote uh, Bugs Bunny's rap in the original Space Jam. And then they, they asked him about this song. And it was cool to see um, him sort of articulate how he had, you know, put himself in the character. And, and that on the original reference track, he actually did – both both Snoop and Dre's part because he did both. He wrote the chorus and the verses, and uh, you know, as a, my East Coast bias and and my Jay Z standum would have me proudly proclaim that a, a New York rapper wrote the definitive West Coast anthem. Somebody who's familiar with both New York and the West Coast is my friend, colleague at SI, uh, writer for the NBA over there, and part of the Open Floor podcast, Rohan Nadkarni. Rohan, how you doing, man? I'm good, Robert. How are you, man? I'm good. Do you know that you were one of the first people I texted after my most recent child was born? How about that? That's really <laughs> thank you so much. I'm honored. It was only because I wanted to make sure you knew I, I you know, we weren't stealing your name because he's also <laughs> named Rohan. Unfortunately, I'm aware how popular my name is outside of the state. So I, you know, it, it's been great living here and like having the cool name. But I, I know, I know where your wife is coming from. So it's all. Yeah, you- it's funny whenever I'm walking around with the kids by myself, I don't know if you know, and like some of the people in the neighborhood or whatever will ask their names, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Raj and Ronnie, and then they look at me, and they're like, what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Rohan, with the Lakers out, uh, I don't want to react to LeBron's legacy or, or anything like that, but one thing I I am like uh, comfortable saying, I think, for the first time in a long time, is that LeBron, I, I can't say, is definitively the best player in the league anymore because you know the the ankle injury I think it was a clear cause and effect you saw what happened you saw him be limited but when you you take that into account and then you take into account next year he'll be in his 19th season 37 years old I do think for the first time in a long time the the title of best player in the NBA might be up for grabs so let me ask you who do you think is the best player in the NBA right now oh my god it's hard not to say Kawhi Leonard after last night, right? And you don't want to overreact to one game, but it is funny because I think entering into last season, there was a lot of talk about Kawhi as the number one guy after what he did with the Raptors, et cetera. And he flames out in the playoffs. You have Giannis, he flames out in the playoffs. I, I mean, if you would ask me a week ago, I would have said, Luca. I, 
I don't know if I can definitively say one guy right now because I think there are a few players right there. But I think the three names that, that have to be in the mix right now, uh, Luca, Giannis, and Kawhi. It's one of those three. I, I don't know that you can say definitively one of them. If I had to win a game right now after the two-way performance Kawhi had last night, it would be hard not to say him. Uh, could you throw Durant in the mix too? I, I don't know that he's all the way back defensively yet, but I, I think I'm leaning Kawhi, but, but right now is at this current moment, it's, it's Kawhi Luka Giannis. Uh, well, look, I, I think those guys are all in that conversation. I, I think Jokic is in there. I think Durant mm, yeah. is in there, as you mentioned. You know who I think it might be is James Harden. I, I, that guy, the, he has blown me. I mean, I knew he was a great player, but the the level um, of play that he's had in, in Brooklyn, um, both on both ends, by the way, I, I think you know he's clearly been the most important player on that team, which is something when Kevin Durant's also on your team. That is interesting, you know, and I – it's interesting because you, it's hard to divorce Harden from the situation he's in. At the same time, it's not like he's playing with those two other stars all the time. I, I will say, for what it's worth, I mean, I think Harden's been really, really good this year. He's put up these kinds of numbers before, certainly, and I, I don't want to diminish what he's done. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how this, these next couple of series go. Is, is he now, does he now have the team to get over the hump, et cetera? I always think Harden's been really good. And it's not that I think he's like, an awful player defensively. I, I think the days of him, you know, being the subject of YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff are over. I, I just think a guy like Kawhi has another gear that he can get to that than Harden does, whether it's efficiency-wise or defensive-wise. And another thing with Harden that, that I've always come back to is, you know, it's not quite the same this year, but he plays such a specific style that most other stars don't. You could argue – he's the only guy who can do that, or you could argue, you know, he's the only guy willing to play like that. So the Harden conversation is interesting, but you're right. I mean, he's been incredible. Well, you know, I think Harden is kind of there with Luka and LeBron, to be honest. Those are the three guys I sort of – and Jokic is a big man. is kind of like it, like a one-man offense, but those three, mm-hmm. as far as having the ball and creating for, for, for others. But let's go to a, a game seven and a game one. Robin Lundberg talking to Rohan. Ned Carney, uh, NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, part of the Open Floor Podcast. Since you, you just talked about Kawhi, Game 7, you know, what a strange series that's been between the Clippers and the Mavericks, all the, the road teams winning. You know, every time I think one team has taken control and, and they're going to win the <laughs> series, the other team w- wins the game. How do you see Game 7 playing out? Oh, gosh. I, I'm leaning Clippers right now, and I know no home teams won a game in this series. Uh, they just have a little bit more experience. I also think they finally found something defensively engaged this. I don't understand why they were giving Luka all the switches he wanted. I thought the Clippers were playing into the Mavs' hands for, for too many parts of the series. Uh, you know, like when they start Boban, I don't think they, until game six, they did a good enough job of trying to play Boban off the floor. I, I love what Kawhi did defensively in game six. Obviously, his offensive force was incredible. But he stuck to Luka. They weren't giving up the switches. Uh, they were hedging on picks, giving Kawhi a chance to recover on those threes and stayed for Luka, I thought that made the biggest difference. I thought Luka was tentative. Uh, he was expecting switches when he didn't get them. Uh, I don't know why the Clippers weren't doing that the whole series. I think they were – I don't know if it was hubris or what it was or that was how they played defense all year, but it didn't make sense to me that they were giving Luka all the looks he wanted during the series. So, uh, you know, listen, last game was still a toss-up despite all that, despite Luka not having a great game. and It took a monster effort from Kawhi, but – I think the Clippers found something a little defensively in game six. 
So I'm leaning L.A. for Game 7. Right, and then there's Game One, uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I'll be I'll be in the house for that one t- tonight. Um, oh, nice. I, I think I think the winner of that series is going to win the title. Um, I, I think the the Bucks are you know the the best chance to beat the Nets because Giannis is sort of almost like designed to go against their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Drew Holiday and what he can do on the perimeter defensively. Um, DiVincenzo's a loss for Milwaukee. Jeff Green until he gets back, I, I think is a sneaky big loss for Brooklyn. He allows them to play five out, switch one through five. Uh, what do you what do you make of that series, or are we like overthinking it to the degree of maybe it's just that the Nets are too talented? No, I think it's going to be a great series, and it's going to be a fascinating uh, battle. I don't I hesitate to say for the soul of the NBA, but I have to imagine Adam Silver's watching this series closely. Here you have you know kind of this homegrown star who stayed with his team and a group of stars who barely played together during the regular season. What's going to happen? Uh, the first thing I'm looking for is how long does Milwaukee play Brooke Lopez? Is Brooke Lopez going to start? Uh, Lopez was really good in that series against Miami this year. I don't see how he works in a, in a series against the Nets. You can't be dropping him back into the paint uh, 15 feet every night. Is he going to be able to stay up on those guys on the perimeter? I don't know. I think this is a series. This is why they went out and got Drew Holiday and C.J. Tucker. You're going to have to play Giannis at the five a lot. Uh, are they going to? Play one on one. Are they going to switch, et cetera? I'm fascinated to see how the Bucks match up defensively. Uh, but you're right. I mean, this is why they got a guy like Holiday, whose ball pressure in that Miami season was relentless. I mean, he could go chase either Irving or Harden and make life difficult for them. Uh, Giannis, like you said, his his physicality inside, his size, it, it's tailor made to give Brooklyn a problem. It, it's going to be a fascinating series. I think it'll be close. I think the Nets have been, frankly better than, than all of us thought even, and I think all of us thought they were going to be really good, so I think the Nets are the favorites, but I think it's going to be a good series. Yeah, I mean, that's a great series. Outside of that, it's kind of wide open, right? I guess that's the, the, the counter, the, the flip side to the, you know, LeBron and Steph aren't there for the first time in however long, or the, the first time since LeBron, uh, the first time since whatever year it was that we haven't had a finals that had LeBron or Steph or Kobe or, or, or Duncan or, or, or Shaq. I mean, because I look at the West right now, Rohan, I have no idea who's going to win that, that conference. And, and even in the East with, with Embiid's injury, like I give Atlanta a shot in that series. We're talking about the Bucks and, and that series, like, you know, a, a, a classic in the making. It does feel like, you know, you may have lost LeBron or some of these names, but that the, the rest of these playoffs with, with some of these other players that have stepped up and, and, and some of the, uh, you know, uncertainty really intriguing. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I'm so happy for Chris Paul. He really is just one of my favorite guys in the NBA. I, I know that he's rubbed some people the wrong way, but uh, he, he's such a pain in the butt in a good way. I think he's going to be fun. Jokic has turned into one of the best playoff performers uh, of our lifetimes. I know it sounds crazy, but this guy in almost 40 games is averaging a 26-11-7. I mean, you look up Jokic's playoff Playoff career stats, you put him up next to Steph, Giannis, Kyrie, uh, even Harden. Uh, you'd be surprised how well Jokic stacks up with some of those guys, uh, at least offensively. So there's definitely star power left. It is a bummer, you know, the way injuries have taken a toll. I, just because I think Phoenix, L.A. would have been a great series of both teams at full strength. That includes Chris Paul, not just Anthony Davis and LeBron. Uh, Embiid was obviously playing at an MVP level. So the injuries have, have definitely been disappointing, but – I'm with you. It's wide open, and we have guys over there. It's, you know, Luca, Devin Booker, et cetera, who are making a name for themselves in this postseason, and that's been a lot of fun to watch. 
Rohan, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. My pleasure, Robin. You too, man. And you could do that um, if you miss any of the talk about who the best player in the NBA is at the moment, why people have the reactions to LeBron James that they do, whether baseball is in the midst of a crisis and a scandal with the, the way that the, the doctored balls have affected the, the hitting throughout the sport. All that um, has been discussed on the show. But right now, it's time to get to all the topics I have not covered as of yet in another one. All right, what's up first, Anthony? All right, so uh, Bill Cower, he doesn't blame Bill Belichick and the Patriots for the Spygate scandal. It's only cheating if you get caught, Cower told The Athletic in a recent interview. Like any player, if you're going to hold him, don't get caught. If you get caught, you're wrong. If you don't, you're right. I always thought we never lost the games to New England because of Spygate. If he got the calls because we didn't do a very good job of making sure we signaled those in, that's on us. It's not on him. He goes on to say, we're always looking for competitive edges. I think as any coach, whether it's someone's stance, someone's split, someone's formation that tips off a play, you're looking at someone's eyes. How are they coming out of a huddle? You're always looking for those little things that give you a competitive edge and that, to me, is what that was. So, was Spygate and the Patriots cheating scandals overblown? Well, I mean, you could say it's overblown if you want, but not because of what Bill Cowher said. That's ridiculous. His comments are ridiculous. When you say, like, it's only cheating if you get caught. No, it's cheating whether you get caught or not. That's, the, you know, you're cheating. It is what it is. That doesn't make it, like, that's such a, like, these guys talk about athletes as role models. What a farcical thing. To tell like a kid, right? It's only cheating if you get caught. That's insanity. Uh, whether it's overblown or not is your own opinion. I mean, he's not wrong about trying to get edges and, and gain edges and, and and learning a team's signals and learning a team's audibles or whatever the case may be. That's fine. The the problem people have with Spygate is that it did something beyond that. It wasn't like you were just watching them on the sideline. They were filming. They were they were were getting it in a way that most would consider, I, I guess, underhanded, if you will. I have no idea how much that led to the Patriots' initial success. Obviously, Tom Brady has proven himself since. Obviously, the Patriots proved themselves over and over again. Uh, I, you know, the Deflategate thing was always a silly thing in the sense of how much of an advantage did it really give them. But I always would counter and say, it, you know, if they didn't think it gave them some advantage, they wouldn't do it, right? Uh, same thing goes for for Spygate. So is it overblown? Perhaps, perhaps it's overblown, but um, the idea that it, it it's not a big deal because cheating is is only cheating if you get caught is just stupid. That makes no sense. What's next? Uh, sticking there in the uh, state of Massachusetts, um, the Boston Celtics announced Wednesday: Danny Ainge stepping down, Brad Stevens being promoted to president of basketball operations. The Celtics will now search for a new head coach. Uh, is the Celtics championship window open? Uh, no, not until they get more good players. But yes, in the sense that they have Jason Tatum, right? And, and, and uh, Jalen Brown to a degree, you know, like. But Tatum, I, I was really impressed by Jason Tatum in that series against the Nets. Um, most impressed I've been by him in his career. I thought that the Celtics actually represented themselves well in that series. They were just at a talent deficit. They were never going to be able to make up. But Tatum was good enough where 
he belonged on the floor as peers, as a peer with, with uh, Durant, Irving, and Harden. And Tatum was, was just marvelous in, in certain ways in, in that series. So when, when you're talking about you know a building block, he's there. When you're talking about other building blocks, perhaps you have you know one in, in Brown and, and, and the rest of that roster or trade pieces. So I, I think it's conceivable because they have a, a burgeoning superstar that they can get to a championship window. And, you know, he's, he's only 23 years old, I think, right now is Tatum. Um, but they, they don't have a championship window open right now because their roster is not good enough at the moment. You know, until they add more talent some way, um, they're, they're going to be a playoff team for sure. Um, and, and with Brown healthy and in the lineup, maybe even a playoff team that can win a round. They're not a championship-level team. But do they have the ability to get there? If, if Tatum keeps trending in that direction, yeah, they do. What's next? Sticking in the NBA, so the Washington Wizards, they won 17 of 23 games to qualify for the play-in tournament and then ultimately reached the playoffs. Of course, Washington eliminated Wednesday night by the Sixers, and now Scott Brooks's contract is up. General Manager Tommy Shepard told the reporters on Thursday he's made no call on Brooks's future so soon after Wednesday's loss in Philly. So would you bring Scott Brooks back? I'm not, you know, enamored with Scott Brooks as the coach, so my answer is probably no, but that's also not fair. The The, the problems in Washington are not with the coach. You know, it, 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 this coach is always the easy scapegoat. You know, always that that's always the way it works because that's the thing that management can change the easiest. You know, it's 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 a lot harder to to change the players or add a superstar or whatever you might want to do. Um, so I, I almost feel indifferent uh, about it because that the rest of that roster needs to be addressed. You know, um, Westbrook had a very good year. Brad Beal, Bradley Beal's obviously a, a heck of a player. Beyond that, there's not much to speak of. I, I like Rui Hachimura, but you you look at the rest of that that Wizards roster and it's just not of the level. It's just not where it needs to be, and the the problems with that organization have proceeded just this year, right? So, the the, the let me just put it this way: is do I think Scott Brooks is a great coach um, and, and all that? Probably not, but I think by firing him, you're basically making him a scapegoat because I I don't think coach is the the issue. In Washington with the Wizards, that's not the reason that the the Wizards organization is where it is currently in the hierarchy of the NBA. What's next? So uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, Major League Baseball and uh, their issues this morning. And uh, another uh, potential issue here uh, for Major League Baseball. So uh, some scary, uh, scary situation this past week when uh, one of the Tampa Bay Rays prospect, Tyler Zombro, he was hospitalized, hospitalized after taking a line drive off his head in a triple A game on Thursday. He's in stable condition now. Um, but is it time for pitchers to wear helmets on the mound? Well, look, I mean, baseball's been going on forever where guys haven't worn helmets and, and the like, and, and we see these incidents and they stand out because it's more – what it does more for me is, one, I, it's one of the reasons I've always hated throwing at people in baseball, and I understand that when they're throwing at guys, they're not aiming for their head, and I understand they're not – attempting to actually injure or hurt and and you're you're looking to hit on the hip 
But you just see what happens with some of these plays, and you see how dangerous a baseball can be at, at a high speed. So, I mean, would I be against it? No, I'm not against anything that improves the, the protection uh, for, for people, for human beings in, in general and their safety. Do I think it's a glaring problem? I, I think, you know, the fact that we're still able to point to an incident shows you it's not quite as big a problem as, as you might think because if you can say the specifics, then, you know, all right, that's the time it happened, here or there. It's not happening all the time. But I'll tell you what, I always refused to pitch in softball even. I refused to pitch or catch in softball. I'm not taking that ball coming back at me high speed. You know, my, my face is too important to me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and, you know, that that's an individual decision. If people wanted to do it, I would get it. If baseball decided it was worth doing, I wouldn't complain about it. Do I think it's a, um, a must or a crisis at the moment? No, but yet you have to understand that, you know, a baseball is a dangerous object. And, and with the speed that it's coming at you, uh, it, it can certainly do some damage. What's next? So, uh, according to Mike Florio, uh, the Bears plan to start Andy Dalton in week one when they played the Los Angeles Rams. Should the Bears start Justin Fields in week one? I, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with them starting Dalton. Uh, Justin Fields, that fan base is going to be clamoring for Justin Fields. Andy Dalton's going to have to play real well or else he's going to be replaced. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Obviously, Fields is going to be the quarterback regardless. Um, I, I, in general, I, I favor the, the learning on the job and giving the, 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 the rookie the chance. So I, I, if it were up to me, he would probably be the starter, but they know what they're doing more than I do. And, and I don't have a problem with Andy Dalton starting the, the season that leash is going to be very very short and it, it would be a good problem to have if Dalton is playing well enough where they even are you know are, are worried about when they actually go to fields but you look at their you know the schedule you have to, to figure out when that that might be the the right time like when do you make that transition and we, we've seen you know quarterbacks have success various ways it doesn't always come right at the beginning doesn't always come after a year of sitting out. In fact, Patrick Mahomes is the last famous example I can think of of that. It worked out really well. The Bears' bye week isn't until week 10, so I don't know if Dalton will make it that far. But I, I, to answer the original question, I don't have a problem with Dalton starting week one. What's next? All right, and finally, the director of The Flash. The Flash movie comes out, I believe, November of 2022. He teased uh, Michael Keaton's Batman suit, the return of Michael Keaton as Batman, a lot of people think he's the greatest Batman of them all. But who's your favorite Batman? Oof. Uh, I would say Christian Bale. Well, here's the toughest part. I think Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne, for sure. A- and those movies are probably the best, at least the first two. I wasn't, I'm not huge on the third one. Um, I don't love Christian Bale as Batman, though. So Michael Keaton may, in fact, be my favorite Batman. Um, but Christian Bale is my favorite Bruce Wayne, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I, yeah. I, I like Christian Bale a lot myself. Uh, but when he was Batman, the voice was just a little bit too overdone for me. Like, Gotham, you're going to feel the wrath of the Batman. You know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that, that whole thing. Just a little bit too much. So I, I think Michael Keaton is the best Batman, and Christian Bale is the best. I also throw Bruce out uh, Kevin Conroy, who voiced the Batman in Batman the Animated Series, which I think might be my favorite Batman thing ever. 
Well, it was a great show. I watched that as a kid for sure. The the Batman animated series. I mean, look, it, Batman's. I, I I sometimes I'll poke fun at Batman for being you know a rich guy with a gym membership, basically you know, and, and some gadgets. But that's an enduring character. I mean, it, it, no matter how many incarnations, still popular. Batman and Spider Man, right? Like Spider Man, every kid loves Spider Man. There's a reason these characters um, can be so popular for so long. So it's it's hard to hate on that. Robert Lundberg show. It's been Ken Carmen is up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 